It's nice to get to know some of the creatives and in the area, right? Absolutely. Sometimes it can be very overwhelming when you move to Pittsburgh and you feel like the community can be very tight knit and they already know each other. And then once you get in, then it all. Yeah, once you get it, it expands. And I'm just on the cusp of the expansion part. So I like I spent a lot of time just kind of peeking in. Oh, okay, what's over here? Oh, who's over here? This is kind of cool, but I'm 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 an extrovert, but I'm still really nervous to like bust into that like correct community. So, gee, are we rolling? We're good to go. All right. Sweet. My name is Josh Snyder. You're watching Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with Heidi Jacobs. I'm from Slap Stuff Together and Origin Point podcast awesome and tell me about what you do wow the (laughs) spectrum is large yeah (laughs) i own a small business with my husband it's called slap stuff together yeah we do a lot of creative type work cool so a lot of times we kind of describe ourselves as more problem solvers and makers got you i do photography yep songwriting singing um I'm a potter. Okay. I really like that's my thing right now. Got you. My husband's a leather worker and okay. a carpenter. Very cool. We kind of combine everything that we do to kind of help people come up with unique gifts, okay. unique wedding favors, um, unique decorations for their homes or yeah. housewarming gifts. So when you're looking huh. for something that maybe is off the wall, maybe you saw something on Pinterest you tried to do yourself. Yeah. You had a little bit of a Pinterest fail. You know, we okay. help you out. Either you come and do it with us or, you know, we take care of it for you. That's very interesting, especially with um, the market shifting more like online and stuff. Um, And like there's definitely that movement for like DIY. Um, Being thoughtful and creative is a, a huge direction I think a lot of people are going. And to have a place like yours, that seems like a, a great business model and something that is going to continue to do well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, we've been on this adventure for probably, we're going into year three. Okay. First year was kind of like, do we have a product? Yeah. Are, are we, am I a photographer? Like, is that right. the business I'm chasing? Um, gotcha. Ben was like, do I want to make furniture? But, you know, (laughs) as we started gaining more momentum and more projects, we started realizing, like, the smaller, unique pieces were really where our vocation was really brought to life. Gotcha. So, for, like, is there a starting price? Like, if someone wants a gift or something made, is there, like, an amount that, like, you won't touch it if it's under a certain amount? Or are you kind of open to everything and just however long it takes is... Is kind of what you charge for. Well, typically what we do is we just kind of get an understanding of what you your budget is, yeah. right? So if you come to us and you say, I saw this thing you did on Instagram. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. How much for that? Yeah. We're probably not going to pitch a price out. Right. We want to work with you and figure out, like, what what's your you budget? Want. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your expectation with the design? Gotcha. And then we talk about labor hours. Like, cool. Here's material costs for something like that. Mm-hmm. Here's how much it's going to cost for Ben to do this labor hours wise. Right. Now let's talk about if that fits into your budget and gotcha. if you've got some wiggle room. Right. So there are always concessions. It's always a discussion. It's yeah. always very fluid. Yeah. What we tend to have happen is is um, 
like I was saying before, people have tried to do something themselves, mm-hmm. either ran out of time, kept putting it off, or just had higher expectations about what they were able to do right, right. and realized, mm, I'm going to need some help with this. Gotcha. So we've kind of been a catch-all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, put, putting out some fires sometimes if people are down to the oh, last minute. Oh, you know, yeah. like we do the holidays. Same thing. Yeah. So anyone, <laughs> uh, first time listening, I uh, I have a printing business in Bloomfield in Pittsburgh. It's called Flower City Printmakers. And uh, same same deal. that we, we, we do anything, paper paper printing, sticker printing, stuff like that. And um, putting out fires is daily. Yeah. People come in with with expectations you know oh, i need a thousand flowers i need them right now all right well i can make you like let's make 200 right now and then let's make another thousand next week and we can get that right. price down Let, and, let's get or, you you know what what do what are we actually doing here <laughs> let's get you what you need in the immediate yeah and then yeah. let's see where we net out exactly right? yeah exactly what what is it you actually want what can you afford a thousand flowers done right now is going to cost you way more than a thousand flyers next week right so yeah yeah so See. they they kind of come in thinking you're like a, a quick print flex well, we, uh, like i mean uh, we can print fedex quick. kind of well yeah we're we're very competitive with with uh any local printers mm-hmm. corporate big box chain um and online vendors but it has to be kind of apples to apples so like if you go into one of those spots and you want like a thousand flyers they're going to tell you you know they can give you a really good price but you have to wait a week that's because they send out for it. Right. So we do the same thing. And it's, you know, we can, we can price match and it's, it's essentially the same product. Um, but that, a product that, that takes a week is a different, different product than something that's being sure. done right now. Right. And I'm sure it's the same thing for you. Where oh, yeah. Like if you're like, okay, I'm going to drop everything <laughs> and do your job. That's going to cost a little bit more. Right. As our yeah. business model has, has evolved and mm-hmm. as our clientele has expanded, it's definitely like when we first started, it was like, we'll take whatever, whenever, however. Yeah. You yeah, know, of course. I, I want to challenge myself. I want to yeah. do what I need to do. I want to right. grow my business. I'm going to grow my clientele. And now as things have become a little bit more structured, yeah. then you're right. It's it's exactly like I have these other people ahead of you. Here's, yep. my, here's what my queue looks like. Yeah. Here's when I can fit you in realistically. Yep. If I have to move things around, we're going to be talking about like. Correct. You have to pay a, me a little extra yeah. to stay up late. Little extra right. to like keep the lights on later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I've run into that. Um, recently, we, we started wholesaling the pottery that oh, I've cool. been making. Yeah. Which has been a lot of fun. Right. Um, but it's also, it, w- it was one of those steps where it was like, am I ready for this? Because this could balloon out of control. The is, the consistency is good though. Yes, so okay. far it's been yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a little nerve wracking when it catches fire. Yeah. Right? right. Like when you have something that everybody's like, "Ooh, wants." Yeah. Wants now, and but it's a process that requires. The time. Yeah. Two three weeks. Right. To create something that you've already created before, yeah. but then people are coming to you going, "Oh." But can you make, yeah. can you do this? Can you make this? What about this custom thing? Right. And I don't. Ten of these custom things. Right. I don't think <laughs> that people realize like one of a custom thing. Yeah. Um, can cost more than four of a cu- right, custom of thing. Because, you know, you're batching it out. You're, mm-hmm. you're repeating it. You're already set up to do that thing. Right. Um, so it's, 
it's been really interesting to educate people about a process that they maybe never experienced or had very little experience with maybe in high school they threw a right. pot or something. Sure, sure. Yeah. Do you find do you find that you're having to like educate people a little bit about Every day. what they give you at, like Every day. When yeah. you see a file come in yes. you're like I don't think that they realize that yes. this bitmapped image is going to Correct. look like this bitmapped image. Yeah. Worse though if I print it <laughs> right. People have text all the way to the edge of like a full bleed graphic and then they're like, can you make it? And like, I, I can't do that that way. We can, you could either adjust it or we can adjust it, but there's, you know, there's time involved. Um, there's some quick ways around it if, yeah. we, if we can. I'm sure you found little workarounds. Sure. But if you want it to Sometimes be nice. Sometimes they're not very little Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you want it to be nice and, and you know, it's got to be, it's got to be done right. Yeah. Um, in the first place. So educating the customers is a, is a huge part. And I try to have, um, it's something I'm always expanding on. I feel like every day I'm adding things to the website. I'm uh, changing little things here and there just so that the more information that's out there, like I notice if I'm getting, a, if I'm getting an email that's about the same thing, like 10 times a week. I'm like, all right, I need to put that online so that yeah, like, at, least, like at least five of these people, eight page. of these people are going to, to go on the website, see their question is answered, then they don't have to message me. So, Do you ever worry that, that um, having like those frequently asked questions eliminates your opportunity to gain their business or gain their trust because they get their answer and then maybe they don't start a dialogue with you? That's an interesting question. Um, I'd say no, but because... so. I think that the, the reason they're at the website in the first place is because they're interested in working with you, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can give them the, the answers right away, I think that that's, people want time, they want time. You know what I mean? So if, if you can, rather than waiting a day for me to respond to an email, if they could just get the information right there, I don't think that that, I don't think anyone is going to not work with me because I didn't. I wasn't able to charm them sure. over a yeah. phone call or email or yeah. stopping in. Sometimes those those moments are yeah. the win moments, right? Can but. be. Um, we Our business is a little bit different because we have a lot of referrals. Okay. Um, yeah, those and, are key, right? And, yeah, absolutely. Referrals, uh, repeat, and then people that, I mean, like, we, we just, it sounds crazy because we're, we're almost five years old. And I'm just now starting to spend money on Google. And because I, I haven't really had to, but now it's like I want to I want to expand way past our market. Sure. So like we have this market and we've done really well. It's like, all right, how can I continue to like make these pretty phenomenal steps? And the only way to do that is to go outside of what we've already been doing. Yeah. So still do the newsletter, still do, you know, outreach or, or sponsorships like like we've done in the past, but and then go beyond that. Spend money on Yelp. Spend money. Spend money on Google, Facebook. Um, those are probably my big three right now. Obviously, okay. with Facebook, Instagram. Do you um, use anybody to help facilitate that, or is it just pretty much you on your off time, like? I have writing someone. Um, I have someone, and I'm probably gonna switch because I found a friend that a friend does it, and they've had really good results. So as soon as my contract's up with one, I'm gonna switch. Yeah. So one was like a big corporate one. Okay. And. It's not a bad service. I really like it. 
yeah for a friend that does it i'd rather go with the, you know well when you're a local shop right. it's nice to just kind of keep feeding the economy absolutely. locally right absolutely <clears throat> and that's what a lot of people do for us so sure we have to like we have to return that favor. oh yeah it's only it's only fair and right. ethical right? right absolutely it's great thank you yeah. So with my podcast, yeah. it's called Origin Point for a reason. Yeah. We like to explore a little bit about your beginnings and cool. how you got to where you're currently at yeah. in your five years that you're currently in. And cool. a little bit about maybe things that you did in your childhood that kind of like evolved into this life or maybe a trajectory change. Say like okay. you're... For instance, yeah. one of our former guests was a law student turned sales manager. Okay. So she went to law school, was getting her education, and then suddenly had this epiphany like, I don't like doing this. This isn't yeah. what I thought it was. Right. I need to shift. And she shifted to be an English major, which okay. then brought her into writing proposals and getting into the sales side of things. Interesting. So it's always interesting to hear if there's any any course change that, that happens in, in, your, in right. your life or if everything just kind of panned out the way you expected from the time you were 12, <laughs> no. right? Right. So why don't you tell me a little okay. bit about I'll try how to sum you got it up. here? I'll try yeah. to sum it up um, pretty briefly. So when so my parents had a health food store that a health food store yeah okay like a GNC kind of or a pharmacy no like it was like health foods like kind of like uh, Whole Foods but like this size okay. So very small. Sure. Um, they had a bunch of vitamins, but a bunch of other like just everyday foods that okay. you could eat. Awesome. Um, it they expanded and then they failed, and I was six. And we lost the house, and it was Ooh. it was fairly miserable as yeah. far as like their shortcomings. And but like I always had it in my head that like I would work for myself someday. Yeah, you had the entrepreneurial spirit. Correct. And uh, when I was 12, I'm the youngest of five, and my closest brother were two years apart. Okay. And we um, we pretty much decided that we were going to, you know, do our own thing. And, and I started making skateboards and selling, you know, whatever whatever we could, like, just had this idea. And I, I'd say the reason was probably because no one told us that we couldn't. Okay. Like, that, was, that, that would have stopped us. Like, if people were like, hey, you can't do that. We'd be like, oh, okay, and then we would have done something else. But no one ever told us we couldn't do it, so we just kept going, and it like kind of snowballed. That's so awesome. My mom, um, she was she was definitely like kind of a hustler, and she would do whatever she could to you know make a couple bucks, and um, you know in a good way. We she got a seller's permit, and and she started uh, doing farmers markets, and she had a friend that had a product that was. Uh, you know, she was selling, and she's like, "I don't need this whole space." And you guys Why don't you can take set up. Of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we set up like a little skateboard shop, um, selling. You know, we with her seller's license, we were able to go to a local uh, skateboard supplier and buy stuff wholesale. And so we can kind of like, yeah. <laughs> right? Genius. <laughs> and so we we did that, and we set up like a here here. I guess they call it more flea markets. Okay. Swap meets. Yeah. And um, and started selling skateboards, and it was kind of the same thing. Like no one told us no. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my brother and I wanted to start a record label, and 
I started working at a screen printing shop when I was 16. Okay. And which is, I'm 32 now, so it was exactly half my life ago. And we quickly realized that the bands that we were working with, like the only thing we could really offer them was like printed shirts, you know, merchandise, uh, CDs, Pins, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah and so we were doing all that. And then it was like, yeah, everyone just wants merchandise. It's, no one really cares about a record label. And so as cool as we thought we were, we decided just to go with the route of, of doing printing. Yeah. And so we grew that. My dad was super gracious to us and let us work in the garage, even though it was only like 400 square feet. And we had probably, um, that, like we had to walk through our press to like walk around it. And we could only have one machine on at a time. It was, uh, you didn't have it enough was, power. It was rough. Yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, what I mean, humble he, beginnings. Yeah, we uh, we had like people working in the living room. Like he'd come in and there'd be like boxes everywhere. But by the end of it, after three years, we had two pallets on the back porch. This is in Orange County, California, so like it, the weather was a lot different than here. Yeah, you could have and, stuff on the porch. Correct, and you could work in the garage year round. And it was we we totally took over the house. It was there were times where he's like, hey man. Uh, you know, you guys blew the electric and I want to watch my show right now. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, at one point we had a generator running for a few hours a day just so we can keep everything on. Oh, wow. Um, and then we moved out of there, expanded um, into a small space like L.A. And then, uh, and then moved back to Orange County, expanded more, bought a big machine. Um, got like a $60,000 loan. I was 22 and bought this gigantic brand new automatic t-shirt printing machine. And it was awesome. Although up until that point, like it was all like word of mouth and it was like, we were, we got lucky on MySpace. We had, we had like 12,000 friends Wait, on MySpace. Wait, back up. We yeah. may need to explain what MySpace is. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the thing about MySpace at the time was, like, there was a, a you were on it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had a top was, eight, top yeah. eight, where all of you like it showed your your like eight friends, but before you can edit it, it was it just went default to the newest people, or whoever joined first. What was the guy's name? Tom. Tom. You had people like Tila Tequila. Uh, Tila Dane, Tequila. Dane Cook. Oh man, yeah. Ed, uh, Ed Rock the Mullet. Who uh, just passed away last month? Oh wow! I didn't know he passed away. Yeah, but you knew him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's crazy. <clears throat> um, and so we were within the first three quarters of a million members, and so we were up there as far like as people were getting becoming new, and we would friend them, like, like we would be up in everyone's top Was eight. Is that the no division? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you did your research. I did. That's cool. What Which I is did. still running now. So we did that for seven years, sold it, uh, moved to California, moved to Pittsburgh. Okay, so that's my how you end up and I, here. Yeah. And uh, and we have we have family out here. This is where my mom's oh, okay. from. So there's the and why. Yeah, got, there's the why. You've got a connection. And I mean, I, we wanted to get out of California because it's just expensive and the lifestyle is very like chomping at the bit. Sure. So it's lush. Yes. Yeah. Posh. If you can do it, great. If not, move away. And all my friends that have moved out, they see how toxic it is, and they're happy about moving out. And the friends that are in it, they they just complain, and I feel bad for them. It's like, 
even do better. Come visit. Yep. Come visit. Please. <laughs> so I love Pittsburgh, and we were talking a little bit about the, um, the creative atmosphere here. Mm-hmm. And once you get involved in it, it is it blows up because then if you do really well with something, like everyone wants here, especially like people want to see you be the one to do it. You know what I mean? So there's definitely challenges and competition and stuff like that. But if you're if you're um, if you're inviting and if you do if you do your job well and you you know have good prices and you can I mean we're, we're very very fortunate we have a lot of amazing customers we have over 3,400 customers just in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah wow so it's uh yeah we're, we're really happy with it yeah and I feel like a lot of them know each other and a lot of them I mean there was a there was this one event I went to and there were probably a hundred people. It was an after party for this, for this event. And I go to this bar and there's like, you know, probably over a hundred people there. And I see all these people talking to each other and I'm like, all right, they're my customer. They're my customer. And then I like, I didn't realize that they all knew each other. And I was like, oh, like it was just mind blowing. Like, okay. Now I get it. Crazy. It's wonderful. Yeah. 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 So. It's yeah. good. Yeah. So you had no division no division yeah and then then i moved here so s and sun so it's all been kind of a a progression so s and sun's revival and here okay so that's all been essentially the same business just in different kind of just rebranded yeah okay um so after selling no division the screen printing shop in california uh, moved out here and then it was about two and a half years before i started s and sun okay which is when um my son was born his name is shark and he's almost five now, which is why the business is almost five. Because yeah. I started it when he was born. And um, so it was S and Son, which is like short for Snyder and Son. And we I started in my apartment. And then I bought this printer, which was my first printer. Um, he's pointing at a Xerox. Yes. The, the small one. Um, and I needed a place for it. I couldn't keep it in my little apartment. And so I got a studio in Etna. And we were there for about a year. My friends at Revival, they were in Lawrenceville, and I was in Etna. And if you know where they're at, it's less than a mile apart. But people like didn't like people in Highland Park would be like, "I don't know where Etna is." I'm like, come on, man. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. People it's in cross, the South Hills don't the know bridge, that please. like Castle Shannon and Whitehall are right beside each other. When I yeah. was looking for my house, yeah, just to sidetrack, I was living in Dormont with my husband. Yeah. And I was looking for houses. So I was looking all through the South Hills because he was like insistent that he wanted yeah. to stay in Pittsburgh. Like, okay, okay, we can do that. Yeah. yeah. So I found a house I really liked. It was in Whitehall. So I call him. Hey, I found a house. It's in Whitehall. Where's that? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You grew up Two in Castle Two towns Sh- over, right. It's not even. They yeah. share like a, a border. They, yeah. they share 88. It's not... <laughs> it's not that and he was just like clueless yeah and and that's when i started realizing that like people in the south hills don't know the little areas Mm -hmm. and then if you're in the south hills you certainly don't know anything in the north hills or the east hills because you don't you don't cross those boundaries right Right. what (laughs) hey pittsburgh yeah a little goofy (laughs) a little bit so it sounds like you're not from here 
I'm not from the city. I'm okay. from northeast of the city in a little town called Apollo. Okay. Got you. That's about 45 minutes away? <clears throat> a little further. Okay. Um, but it's like, it's a very, it's a one stoplight town. Got you. A very small rural high school. Yeah. I graduated with like 92 people in my graduating class. Got you. Um, where I grew up was in a small township, so lots of farm, lot of lands. Yeah. I grew up hunting and fishing and all the gotcha. redneck stuff. Gotcha. And so, like, for me, driving 15 minutes is, like... It's normal. It's how, it's how far you have to go to get milk. Yeah. Because there aren't, there right, aren't right. gas stations, like, yeah. in walking distance, right? 100%. So, so, like, coming to Pittsburgh and then hearing people say, like... A two-minute walk up the hill, you don't even know that that place exists, is mind-boggling. Yeah. And then, because I knew every back road, I okay. knew every township, municipality. I, right. I, I knew everybody. You probably knew the people that worked there, too. Sure, you knew everybody's <laughs> yeah. grandparent. Right. Because they go to so-and-so's church, and then, you know, like, right. you just, it's so much different growing up in that area and then coming to a place like this where people are like no i, I keep to myself right. in my zone yeah and my zone is only like uh three three quarters of a mile box yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh it's interesting to me too so from southern california the amount of like businesses in one block would be the same as here it would be like 10 blocks wow. so because like it's just so <laughs> condensed and there's so many people and everyone's right on top of each other there's no, like, the only green that's out there is, like, planned. You know what I mean? So it's not Parks like here where, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, we got some trees on the side of the road. But, like, it's not really, like, like, here it's just, like, there's greenery all over the sides of the hills. And um, one of the things I absolutely love about Pittsburgh, especially in the fall. But, like, you, like, the brain capacity for, like, all right, I'm going down this block. And I know all these things that are here and the people that live there and, you know, like you might go 13 miles down to the beach and like, like you just here, I feel like it's, it's such a, it's, it's so much less dense that, and I've talked to friends. I have a friend that's from San Francisco and he's a, he's a DJ and he's a promoter and I used to book shows and obviously had my business out in California and it's like, we've talked to each other it's like it's almost like we're cheating with like being able to going from promoting there and having to break through like people the the density there mm -hmm. and being here it's like pittsburghers not pittsburghers are easy but like it's a lot easier to break through to them because they're they, they're not as guarded they're sure. not as, they're not as advertised to the same way and as often yeah yeah so, they don't have their um their filters on right as as much exactly yeah, I really, just to go back to the point mm -hmm. where you were talking about how the community. Yeah. What's that phrase about um, high, high water raises all ships? Mm -hmm. Is that how, that is that that phrase? Right. That like, sounds right. High tide rises all ships, yeah. raises all ships or something. Uh, I it, feel it actually, here, we're going to create some content right here. Okay. If you know a better way to say that, leave a comment. Yes, please, please. <laughs> um, so... The, the idea that I that I see, especially in Pittsburgh, and yeah. now just starting, I'm just putting my toes in to yeah. the, into the commerce side of, and the retail side of Pittsburgh, and um, 
immediately. It, it was like the day yeah. that I got any kind of push from a local business. Mm-hmm. I was swamped with messages. So glad you're here. Your stuff is so unique. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I'm going to share you. And Pittsburgh is actually a very trendy place. We, the, the buyer's market is, is pretty healthy. Like, like, we're in a good spot. Like, yeah. I really like being here. Yeah. And if you're, yeah, if you're doing something cool, there's room for it. Yeah, it's, yeah. um, it's wonderful. Like, I don't, I don't know how, like, this only happened maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. When, um, I had posted, I, I made this mug that I was like, oh, maybe I'll pitch this to my friends that own this shop yeah. called Love Pittsburgh. They have this little... Yeah. Yeah. retail venue it's they've they've now opened a second location cool um i helped them with their logo developments cool. and just really got in with them very early in their in, in their uh inception yeah and i love what they're doing for local creatives absolutely i love how they're giving people a platform to showcase their work yeah and also giving the community an opportunity to see like how colorful our our patchwork in pittsburgh is Absolutely. it's 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 amazing and they're not the only venue that's doing it yeah. but they're You're, the ones similar that to art smith i was yeah Have art smith's okay. in dormont yep. and um there's uh the center for creative yep uh down in what, what is that the strip district or the center for center for creative reuse no cre- okay cre- center for what is it leave a uh, comment if you know what comment. it is give me a brain <laughs> <laughs> if I only had a brain. Uh, <laughs> good. But yeah, it's um, there are just these little pockets, and and very similar to kind of what we were talking about with like Pittsburgh being so sectional. Yeah. Um, each section has its own mm-hmm. promoter right. of, of the arts, and Absolutely. sometimes there's some cross pollination between yeah. like those districts. But like the way that I'm starting to see things happen is. There's a knitter that I, I really love, and I yeah. follow her on Instagram. <coughs> Bless Easy. you. And um, her, um, would you maybe a handle <laughs> is yeah. um, Busy Hook Happy Heart. Okay. And it's super cute, right. and her work is very nice. And I love the hat that I bought. I waited uh, yeah. till she had one available because they they sell out super quick. Right. And she's doing this all herself, and I get excited to like promote what she's doing and i right. i'm starting to realize that i'm not the only person that's built that way right. absolutely it's like we we have a hunger to share our church yeah right yeah like we course. we want to have commonality with people mm-hmm. we we want to share what feels good right and we want to be excited alongside of people who are feeling success absolutely and it raises right. it raises everybody absolutely. all the ships raise right um, we tell people all the time, like, hey, take a picture of your order, tag us in it, we'll yeah. repost it. And, you know, and, and we actually, Garrett, um, started doing all of our social media stuff. If you've seen, like, the last uh, few dozen pictures, that's, that's been all he's doing. So it's a lot cleaner, same kind of look, which mm-hmm. I know that's, that's something, like, when you're on Instagram, any social media, um, the more you can keep with, like, a certain tone and a certain... Um, style yeah it, it's it makes a world of difference but even with just the photos like like i i never really considered branding to be you know branding is here 
but like it's so much more. Branding yeah. is a psychology. Yeah. If, if you think about it, it's Absolutely. what what people feel when they experience your work. Mm -hmm. Is it cold? Is it warm? Is it um, soft? Is it yeah. harsh? Is it right. linear? Is it organic? Like right. what is telling your story? Absolutely. And if you can tap into the into that, if you can sit down and you can write all the adjectives mm -hmm. that you would say describe what people feel when they come into the business, right. um, that's what you're pre you need to Absolutely. present. You need Absolutely. to embrace what and who you are right. and promote that because otherwise you're selling a lie. Like if, right. if you're out there and you're saying like, I, I care about clean lines yeah. and I care about organization and I care about, um, blue is my favorite color but everything you post is purple and red right. then that's that's not Throws really that's not that's not living your truth right and people people start to feel right. eh, I don't, something's wrong here it's not right. lining up right right so i i think i've been in branding for oh gosh <laughs> date myself yeah uh i've been doing brand work for 15 years on a um on a high level. I started okay. off with working with a point of sale company called IDL okay. and we had clients like Nike and Motorola when Motorola was huge. Big, yeah. Nokia when that was like the phone, yeah. right? You had the what yeah. was it, the razor and then you had the Nokia. Those were the the brands of the time. Yeah. And I remember just feeling so like these people are on point with their messaging. Yeah. They know what they're about. Yeah. They know how to pull you in. Yeah. And make you feel like you're part of them. Interesting. So it was a very early yeah. experience in, in what that was. And I'm just now realizing that I like as we're starting to promote our business more and more, as we're seeing yeah. who we are and what our identity is, and as we're starting to feel less afraid to put our real selves out there, yeah, uh, that it's coming back in return with people investing in us, whether yeah. it's engagement on social media, um, oh, orders yeah. through Etsy, mm -hmm. or orders via you know messages on Facebook, or different things, or collaborations, yeah, like hey. I really like what you're doing. I feel very connected with you. Do you right. want to like do this cool collaboration? Will Absolutely. you make this one thing and I'll make the other part and we'll put it together and it'll be really rocking. Absolutely. So I think, you know, our reach has been more, less local. Gotcha. And more specific to like the maker community. And hmm. most of our audience is in the UK, which is really? interesting to me. Yeah. I never expected that. No, I wouldn't either. Never expected to have like, I feel in some ways that I have more friends in England than I have in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Doesn't that blow your mind? Have you been out there? I'm going yeah. for the first time in May. Cool. And I am so stoked. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Shoot me a message. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, I will. Please. Have you been? No. I've been to Australia, um, Indonesia, Mexico, Canada. Okay. Um, but nothing outside of that. This is this will be the first time I'm outside of the continental you know, United States. So, yeah. uh, it'll be fun. I'm a little nervous cause Ben's not coming with me. My okay. husband. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I have a, t I have three year old now. Oh, yeah. I keep, I keep slipping. He, yeah. he just turned three in February. So I'm like, 
feeling feels yeah, about like right. being away from him and um but i'm really excited for what this means for like our small business cool. and you know what do you plan really... to do when you're out there like craft shows or wholesalers so there's an event called makers central okay. and it's a one time a year events it's yeah. mainly for uk makers and cool. artists to get together um, this is the second year, and I'm hearing rumors that it may be the last year. Okay. So if you're in the UK and you're really interested in it, this may be your only shot left. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but I don't know if you're familiar with people like Jimmy DeResta. He's kind of like internet familiar. famous for, you know, he makes a lot of really crazy things. Okay. And I've probably seen it. I've yeah. He's like, you're all around good at everything he touches. Gotcha. And he can just come up with yeah. so many <laughs> random things. He's got a viral video out that's um, it's probably like five or six years old where he um, makes a guitar that looks like a automatic rifle. Okay. It's all metal. Gotcha. So he like build it by hand. Yeah. And Crazy. it's super cool, right? So he's considered like in that community the godfather. Gotcha. of what he does gotcha. and it's inspired a lot of people cool. so there's a couple of other makers that like we're really into that are going to be there okay but for the most part it's it's a pretty small gotcha. um it's similar to community. like handmade arcade kind of where it's just like once a year yeah but it's of... not really about selling it's okay. closer to like a maker uh, fair oh, okay so it's a it's More about like a meetup in a way, yeah. yeah. It's about um, showcasing your process or showcasing how something is done. Interesting. Giving people an opportunity to get their hands dirty. You yeah. know, there's going to be a blacksmith there okay. showcasing his work. Very cool. There will be, um, oh gosh, this guy with a giant robot's going to be there. I don't know if he's going to bring the robot, but he's... I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> we'll see how he gets it in the building. Yeah. Um, but, like, some of the descriptions from last year are, like, Oh, you know, you, you round a corner and there's a jewelry maker and then you round another corner and there's someone demonstrating glass blowing or, right. you know, the, right. those kind of things. Cool. And then there's like a big stage for the ones that do like podcasting to cool. present. So all day there's something new happening and then gotcha. at night everybody will commune. Yeah. But I'll be there from the 7th through the 17th. Okay. And I'm going to London first, so I'll be spending time with one of my good friends who I worked in print with for years. Cool. And then going to Birmingham where this, um, I have to say it right, Birmingham, Birmingham. <laughs> they don't pronounce it right. Right. They don't pronounce it how it's spelled. It's not like Birmingham, Alabama. Right. Birmingham. Is it <laughs> Birmingham? But um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> After that, I have no clue what's going to happen. I just know that all these people that I've been corresponding with for the last two years are like, don't worry, we'll take care of you. Except cool. with a really cool British accent that I can't do. Right. They're, they're going to think you have an accent, and it's the weirdest thing. I'm waiting for You're it. You're like, no, I don't have one. What are you I, talking I'm about? I'm waiting to be riding the bus, <laughs> and then like maybe be on the phone or something, and people will be like, yeah. they'll say, like that's they'll what say, oh, I do. you're from the States. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, kind of what I do when I hear a British uh, accent. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love you already. Right? <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to get outside of your, your zone. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. Awesome. But, I'm going to flip it on you real quick. Yeah. Um, so where, what was the, the, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but where's the turning point for you where you decided like, hey, I have time and I'm going to put my effort towards this right now? 
Ooh, because yeah. the age of your child and how long you've been doing the business is very similar to my situation. So I'm guessing there's some... Yeah, there's, there's definitely some correlation with yeah. having a child. Um, yeah. But I would say mine's a little different. Okay. And I actually just blogged about this because it's been four years since um, the event happened okay. that okay. was the catalyst. So I had a dear, dear friend pass away. Gotcha. Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, she had cancer mm. and she was only 32. Gotcha. There's nothing like mortality to make you refocus on what Shake you're doing. Shake you up. Yeah. The first time I lost a friend. Yeah. I'd lost people that were close to me, but they were older. You know, yeah. it was kind of like the expected things. Grandparents, right. yeah. elderly people. But this was like uh, a nightmare. Mm-hmm. This can't be happening. Yeah. How did this... She was fine. She was going to be fine. Like, what? how is yeah. this even? And I remember sitting beside my husband on the couch, like, the day we got the news that, you know... She she passed, and I left work early because I just I couldn't. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the couch and I'm looking at him and I know he's been depressed because he was working at this terrible job where he was like working in a call center. Gotcha. And that can be soul destroying. Yeah. I worked in a call center before this. People are mean. I actually like it overlapped a little bit when I first started. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I loved it. You loved it. I did. Oh. It was it was different. It was a a call center for. Like donations for nonprofits. Oh, okay. So, so it wasn't the worst. It's a little nicer. It was outgoing, so like we were still he bu- was bugging IT. people. Yeah, but we were. It was at least people that were already interested in the yeah. thing we were selling. Yeah. yeah, he was in IT, so he was working with people that were already frustrated before they got on the phone. Gotcha. They were frustrated. They couldn't get their device to work. Yeah. So I'm looking at him, and I know he is drowning. Got you. And. Uh, I'm in an okay place because my work, I'm passionate about. I love branding. I love my customers. I love printing. I love um, figuring out print engineering and figuring out how do I take their design and make it work um, with litho or flexo or Mm -hmm. digital or, you know, whatever process they're, they're planning on. So I knew that I had my good thing with my work. Right? Yeah. But he just, there was no bright side. Gotcha. And I'm sitting there, just tore up about my friend, and looking at him and going, we can't do this anymore. We, you can't. You, right. you need to figure it out. We yeah. need to figure, we need to get you out of there. Gotcha. And that's when we got the inspiration to say like, he's an amazing sculptor. Yeah. He's great with his hands. He yeah. has a great vision. He has an education from the Art Institute. He gotcha. he had the skills. He had yeah. the education. He just... You got in a place, of right? Of course. You're like, uh, I'm making okay money. I have health care. Right. I'm doing okay. Right. But every day, it chips away. Yeah. And you slump a little more in your chair. Yeah. And you, you make the commute, and you just suffer. Right. Why? Why are we doing that? Why are we suffering? Right. And I just, I looked at him and I was like, we can't, we just can't do, we can't do this anymore. Absolutely. It's not fair to whoever created us. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to do this and waste all of that. Right. So that was like the, the mechanism that like 
changed everything. It changed my perspective on having a child. Yeah. It changed my perspective on business. Mm -hmm. It changed my perspective on my approach to my work as yeah. a project manager. Yeah. Um, I love it. It was like, it, like when you look at the mechanism of a lock. Yeah. And one key falls into place and, yeah. it, and it drops and it opens. Yeah. And then the next one, it was yeah. like all of a sudden everything opened and all like, the pins fell into place and suddenly, oh, yeah. Oh, well, what do we do now? Right. So we started laying the, the groundwork for, we'd never owned businesses before. Gotcha. We weren't like you. We didn't grow up <laughs> with parents that owned businesses that yeah. we could learn from failures or successes, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had no interest in being an entrepreneur. Gotcha. I had no idea what we were doing. I just knew right. we had to create. We still don't know what we're doing. That's the fun part. We're just doing it. Yeah. It's the fun right. part. It's the it's the, the oh the overcoming the fear of failure maybe yeah. um there's a great book it's called um uh of fear and art mm -hmm. and i had to read it it was required reading for my sculpture studies but it talks about the psychology of art and the psychology of an artist and mm. what you're putting out there and yeah. what you're afraid of and mm. when you can finally break free of your own worries and concerns and like what people are going to think and what yeah. people are going to do um you can finally create something beautiful and something worthwhile to you absolutely and i think that's very similar to small business when you mm. um can push aside like the the doubt you might receive from your parents yeah um my dad was not an advocate of yeah. what we were doing. he was like he's very much a nine to fiver yeah he used to work shift work Yep. He was very dedicated to the business he worked for. Got you. And um, that business just destroyed him because yeah. they pulled the carpet out from under him after 32 years of service. Gotcha. What was he left with? I yeah. learned a valuable lesson when he Correct. lost his job. Pay subs. That's all he had. Right. That's right. all he had. Mm -hmm. And wasted loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to do... I refuse... But it's where he's at. It's where it's where he, what he experienced. So he's like, no, right. you can't do it. Yeah. You and won't. That was his comfort zone. Yeah. You. Yeah. This is too scary. Please don't do this. Yeah. This is too scary. You won't be able yeah. to handle it. Yeah. And um, sometimes I believe him. Yeah. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I sit there and I'm like, he's right. I should just keep doing what I'm doing. Collect a paycheck. Yeah. It's easy. Small business is hard. Yeah, I mean, for I'd say for a lot of people, being a small business owner is not the move. Like, it's it. A lot of people want to just go clock in, and clock out, and not have to think about it. Yeah. And they just go the next day, and then if something goes wrong, they can go get another job. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Every every single business owner entrepreneur needs people to work for them. So. Like it, you can't have, you can't have all of this. You yeah. Know what I mean, like there, there needs has to be, be the a balance. balance. Yeah. But at the same time, like if if you're in that spot where you don't think you're living your life to that potential, like it is absolutely worth the risk. Like, 
because like your friend that passed away like your life is a risk every day yeah like we we drive every day we can die any moment and if we're not doing exactly what we're hoping to do like i feel like i'm living in exactly where i'm supposed to be every moment of my life a lot of people is, don't get to experience i know that i know i and i want to interact with more people that are feeling the same way i am because it, it's amazing mm. like like there's this high that you get from it it's like you're doing exactly what you were intended to do yeah even the lows feel yeah. like a reward absolutely because like, you're ugh. still there you're still in it and you're still doing it yeah right oh that sucks <laughs> but right. i'm still here exactly i can i can still afford things i can still figure this out because yeah. you know we have gumption mm-hmm. hustle yeah we have the hustle we do but at, like to your point i am the hustler i am the one looking how do we grow this business? Yeah. What um, products can we offer? Who do we need to be talking to? Where do I need to go? How do I, how do I create a business name legally? Yeah, right. um, how do I trademark a logo? How do I X, Y, Z? Um, and my husband's like more, tell me what you need me to do. Yeah. What do you need made? Who do I need to talk to? I'm trying yeah. to start to pull him more right. into the customer service side of it. Got you. Because it's getting a bit overwhelming for yeah. me to like constantly it's- be like, the go-between. So that like, was that was very similar to so my first business. It was my brother John yeah, your and brother. I, mm-hmm. and um, very similar. You know, he would do the work, um, and we were partners. And it was valuable to have him as a partner. But it was it was he definitely wasn't the leadership end. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he would do whatever needed to get done. So it was worth having him there. Mm. But also, it definitely a struggle. Towards the end, he started to do a lot better, and it's kind of clicked for him. Yeah. But at the very beginning, it was definitely hard, you know, separating. All right, this time you're spending on your band and not work, and so we need to, like, make sure you spend time on work. Yeah. And it's hard, hard, especially with family. Sure, yeah. And and that was, like, one thing. Ben, Ben has talked about, like, Oh, we'd make such a good team if we if we had a small business. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I'd do all the work. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. that was always my joke. I'm like, no, we'd end up in a divorce because we don't work the same. But yeah. in a humbling way, yeah, uh, it's actually worked really well that good. we are so different when it comes to absolutely what I think, we bring to the table. So some advice that was given to me, um, a friend, his name was Daniel Verdugo. And he had a publishing newspaper publishing company out in California. And he said, "Find, figure out what you do well, and find other people outsource that, yeah. that don't mm-hmm. do. You know what I mean? That do well with the things that you're not um, as good at. Which is a huge like like that lesson right there. And I learned that pretty young. Um, I think I was probably 17 or 18. <laughs> and that put me ahead. I feel like that definitely put me ahead because oh, then it was like, like all right, years. well, let's figure out what I'm good at, <laughs> what I want to do, and then push everything else out. And so I could do the things that yeah. will make me flourish. And so having that, if you if you were both exactly the same, it would be a lot less interesting. Oh, it sure would be. Yeah. It sure would be. So would the fights. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Like barely, barely ever fight. Right. Um, well, you need that back and forth because it's like, well, when we both agree, then we know that we're there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and what's great is like I wasn't being creative. Mm-hmm. I was only doing the um the financial stuff. 
gotcha. and the customer service stuff and the advertising stuff. Like I was being creative in ways like with my writing and blogging yeah. and things about our business, but um, I didn't have anything for myself. Gotcha. Like Ben had, he yeah. had his woodworking. He could go downstairs and he could whittle for like gotcha. hours, but yeah, I I was feeling this is probably like a year and a half ago. I was just feeling like this isn't fun. Mm-hmm. You get to do all the fun part. Right. I'm doing all the hard part, and I don't like it. Gotcha. And we had to have a a minute where where it was like, what would be fun for you? Yeah. I like pottery. Cool. And he was like. So do that. Yep. Like, really? Did you guys have a studio or you work out of your home? We have our home studio. Okay. Yeah, uh, work. The, the upstairs. Make um, that work for as long as you can. We, we're trying. Please. If we're just growing yeah. um, out of our space That's a right. little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we, we started with just the wood shop, you know, yeah. like buying tools off of Craigslist. Yep. Um, getting small projects done for people, yep. failing at some of them. Sure doing well at others yep. uh a lot of times we weren't getting paid for the labor only the material which was awesome because material is expensive and yeah. if you want to learn how to, i'm going to tell you this if you want to learn how to do something you just do it yes you don't wait for someone to show you you go out and yep. you do it if you want to learn how to screen print you go to dick blick you buy yeah. a screen and you buy ink and you make globby t-shirts that look like crap. The ink and falls then, off. And yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And then you troubleshoot. If you're in Pittsburgh, why? go to AIR, Artist Image Resource. Okay. They're on the north side. And they will actually, for, um, I think it's in between like $15, $25 an hour. And they do classes. But they have open studio. And they have they have someone on hand that will teach you That's and awesome. work with you. Yeah. 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 Huge, huge thing. But if you're in the country yes. <laughs> and you don't have access to that stuff, right. you can go online and you can order supplies. Absolutely. You just can watch do YouTube. Just do the thing. Yeah, just figure it out. It's part of the fun of the process. You don't have to be a master at the start, right? Yeah. You weren't. Right. When you started some friends, doing skateboard stuff. You, right. I had some friends and they came in um, and to do some some screen printing. Like, all right, go ahead and use the press, you know, and we're just going to, you know, we'll be in the other room. And they had the screen, they registered it, it was tight and everything, and they filled the entire thing with ink, not realizing that it was gonna lift up. <laughs> so, How much got on them? I, I don't even remember, but <laughs> like, you gotta learn. You just, it's fine. Uh, there are things <laughs> I could go on for days about things we caught on fire. Yeah. Um, th- like Ben cut his fingers off. Cool. <laughs> that Multiple? was like the tips of two of his fingers. And then a couple months later, went back and tried to do the rest. Yeah. Uh, it was, Did you it get was him back or scary. Yeah. He got stitches, but they look pretty goofy. Yeah. Uh, he's so paid for his art. This one I cut off like from here. It, 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 I, it went out and then it came back out, but it was on the cut or something. Like that. So, so he's, like he's describing like on yeah. his middle finger at the nail, he kind yeah. of went through the nail. And yeah. that's not pretty <laughs> when that ha- fingers bleed a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was scared. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awful. What's funny is like my company that I work for, uh, they just is- instituted a new policy about tools that you could use in the office. Mm. So we used to have these box cutters, you know, the silver ones that the blades inside, sure, yeah. we're no longer allowed to use that are banned. 
Um, we now have to use res retractable exacto knives. Yeah. Because too many people were cutting themselves. I can see you know, it. those small office injuries. Yeah. And um, it's just crazy the amount of damage you can do in a second. Yeah. Even with something so small. There's no control Z. Yeah. But Ben, <laughs> ben had a table saw he was working on. Gotcha. And uh, things can happen in an yeah. instant. And I wasn't home. And he thought, oh, I'll just go to. Um, I'll just go to Med Express, and when he was in the car, he realized it was a lot worse, yeah. and it wasn't just one finger. So, you know, it's like yeah. the, those catastrophes can happen. So you yeah. have to have a plan for what you do for those. Gotcha. Um, but again, like those were learnings. Those were huge, like yeah, scary learnings. But there's simple learnings too. Like I had, uh, and with pottery, you have yeah. to be humble because the pottery gods are not kind. Um, yeah. There are so many steps along the way that right. can go wrong. You, your greenware can crack or you can drop your pieces. You can knock a whole shelf down. Y yeah. You could set your temperature wrong on your kiln. You, what right. happened to me was my, um, I worked for six months. It took mm -hmm. me that long to fill a kiln when I first started. Six months to fill a kiln. Yeah. And I put the cone in the little nests that it sits in. That's yeah. what triggers the machine to shut off when it reaches temperature. It didn't work. That's so the kiln went so hot that it melted everything inside. Six months of work. Six months of work. It's a good learning experience. Humbling. Yes. Humbling experience. Yeah. That's like a, yeah. But now I know to have mm -hmm. safeguards in place. And yeah. you keep a notebook. And you record everything yeah. that you do so that you can do it repeatedly. And eventually, those things that just seem so daunting mm -hmm. just become every day. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that before. Oh, yeah, I've done that before. Oh, yep. yeah, I've seen pieces explode before. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it becomes second nature, right? Right. Muscle memory, brain muscle memory, I don't know. Yeah, you're less surprised. <laughs> yeah. Too. You're just... Okay. Yeah. Cool. What's what's the worst mess up you've had uh, with printing? Oh man, um, that's a great question. I'd like to say we don't mess up too often, um, but no, we do, and and we just have to, you know, set it up again, print it. Let me tell you the worst mess. printing yeah. mess up I've seen. Go for it. Uh, I've got two. Yeah. The first one is I was working on a brand called Smirnoff. Yes. And we were making six-pack carriers. <clears throat> six-pack carriers are a little bit of a pain yeah. because of the way that they fold and die cut. So you have to really engineer the artwork. Yeah, so there's a lot of movement. Yeah. Especially they're printing Flexo. So already you're having to like make your traps bigger. Right. You're already having to like make your bleeds bigger yep. and the way that the artwork worked was it's was supposed to say peach across the panel that the two two faces folded into yeah so you had to either bleed one of the letters over or you duplicate a letter yeah well thousands and thousands of these printed because it's smirnoff you know yeah, like at the time it was a huge product you know, five, six years ago, remember the ice challenge yeah. was happening. Right, right. Um, anyway, <laughs> we, we get a call from the printer. They're assembling these. 
they're doing their glue ups and it says piach yeah that's not gonna fly mm. yeah. and it's not just like oh we can scrap a few the dye was just enough off and the print was just perfectly enough off that they were going to end up having to scrap yeah. almost a million yeah. impressions. Gotcha. And it was because of our engineering mistake. Mm -hmm. You don't know until all of the pieces fall into place. Correct. So that meant scrapping plates. Right. That meant... Um, scrapping the artwork right. and having hustle. And I wonder what the cost out. difference would have been to uh, to have a label put over it after they're assembled. I don't know because that many. I know that many, and then having a person stand there and sticker over just for six pack carriers. I think the cost was nominal yeah. to Diageo. It was kind gotcha. of like, yeah, we're just gonna Print it scrap again. and reprint right. and. I'm not sure whatever happened to those. I, I did I did receive one of the samples yeah. in and it was like it was a huge reminder to me yeah. about the, the watch outs for print. That like Absolutely. just a little variable, like having your artwork too close to score or yep. you know, not having enough bleed can Please. let white peek through. Please. And if you yes. have like I'm sure <laughs> you've you've like clicked send to your printer and then it starts feeding and you look and you're like Nope, that's not right. <laughs> oh, that color, that's not. Yeah. That's not what's supposed to happen. <laughs> and you've got all this stock, and it's like, how do I cancel? Right. Unplug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did. We we actually did one a couple weeks ago, for um for a, a local brand, they, their retailer, and they wanted a proof, which we offer free proofs, and they she got the proof, and she liked it. She signed off on it and didn't realize that some layers were missing and we didn't realize because we're doing 30 jobs a day yeah. and like we looked at it and like it looked good like it didn't like there was nothing inherently wrong with the printing and so it was good and she signed off on it we printed 100 it's only 100 it's 40 dollar order it wasn't yeah. like anything crazy but then actually got the order it was like she picked it up at one o'clock the order and the thing that she was going to was at three she looked at it, realized it was wrong, didn't understand how to reset the files. So, like, we couldn't get the product to her by 3 o'clock. Mm -hmm. That sucked because, you know, obviously we want to be able to give the Deliver, person the right, right. product. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, that's just a glitch that, you know, when you have hundreds of layers, you know, one... One gets turned you, off. Yeah. One just doesn't get sent. The file converts Whatever wrong. it is, yeah. yeah. And I can't do anything about it because I don't have the native file. So it's like... I can't, like, like. Yeah, there wasn't anything you could do. Correct. So. Oh. You do what you can, but. Right. Um, but it happens, and. All right, there's a pile of paper we're gonna recycle. Yeah. Refund or you know credit. Not the end of the world. No, it's not, and and those yeah. are variables that you have built into your, pricing structure right. and your business, and and you you figure out. But those are things that you stumble through too, mm -hmm. like your first oh, couple of years. It's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quote that high enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you eat you eat a lot. Right. Uh, <laughs> you figure that out real quick. Yeah, yeah. I think. Like, oh, I made. Oh, I, I, I spent money on you. Okay. Ah, oh, thank you for letting me pay you for your right. business. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. That wasn't experience that I needed to learn, but I'll learn it. Yeah. I'll learn it again. Mm. Yep. Mm, I'll take that. Yep. Yummy. Yummy. 
we've been we've been pretty blessed because it's like even our biggest orders are only a couple grand and the chance you know, knock on wood the chances of those going bad there's still enough room built in that we can we can still survive mm. where if it was um you know we're not dealing with like a fifty thousand dollar project that like you know the company's on the line if it doesn't go right right and there's only like a five ten percent margin yeah. on it like that would be a lot harder yeah uh, so luckily doing a lot of small orders has worked really well for us mm -hmm. opposed to doing very few big orders yeah so of course we want the big orders but at the same time we don't want to just do those sure so yeah that yeah. makes sense that makes sense and i what i find a lot uh really interesting yeah. um sometimes when i come into these interviews like i've i hadn't met you before yeah, and I, I only really mm. knew what you have on social media cool. or what you have on LinkedIn or, yeah. you know, whatever. And I had preconceived notions about what I was expecting to hear from you. Cool. Right. I expected to come in and you tell me that you were an art student and you dropped out of 10th grade. No, no, I, I didn't. Oh, OK. You dropped out of 10th grade. OK. Yeah. OK. So I, I, I anticipated that you were going to tell me that I was yeah. an art student and I wanted to be a fine artist yeah. and then I stumbled into screen printing and yeah. then I learned from somebody that owned a business how to own a business. I yeah. did not expect you to say I was a business owner first. Yeah. And this was it was not my plan yeah. to be a merchandiser. Right. My plan was I, w I wanted to promote music. Yeah. Like that curveball <laughs> curveball in my brain it's a good. bit. It's good. Uh, so it's it's interesting spin on because i've been doing this for a little bit and yeah. um you know you kind of i hate to say it, you kind of anticipate so you sure. can have better interview questions um but that was that's really interesting well i think my advantage is that i wasn't pushed into anything too young where like i think a lot of people you get into your mid-20s mid-30s and you realize like this isn't the stuff i want to be doing and then you you have that realization and then you go do the thing that you actually want like I've been an entrepreneur for 12 years. I'm only 32. Like that's pretty awesome. Mm, it is. And like, I'm not like, like I have chills about it, but it, I'm not like, I'm not bragging. Like it's been hard and it's not like things have been awesome the whole time. Sure. Uh, but it's still an experience that I can't, no one else could have given me. I couldn't have gone to any school. I couldn't, there's nothing else that could have put me where I'm at right now other than the fact that I've been doing it. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like, let's go, do, go do the thing. That's such a, um, I don't necessarily know that it's like specific to the, t the time that we're living in. Yeah. But it sure does seem like it. That. I agree. The attitude of just go do the thing mm -hmm. is even possible with, and I, I've been exploring this a little bit. I'm, I'm working on a, a blog article about yeah. this very thing where it's like, if there was not social media yeah myspace mm. facebook instagram be harder. be harder how would i get to where i am would i be able to do what i'm doing you'd need flyers printed i'd need to come <laughs> <laughs> i'd need to come to flower city uh <laughs> but it's it's interesting to st take a step back and and look at our privilege mm -hmm. absolutely of the amount of information that's available to us free mm-hmm podcasts yeah youtube videos um seminars yeah i've been hearing about so many different seminars 
yeah. but people just to get together and meet up and discuss small business mm-hmm. or art or morning meetups. Yeah, like yeah, just, just getting a coffee whatever. and yep. and talking through like logistical challenges that you're having. Um, mm. The fact that we're able to connect so succinctly with people that are so like minded too. Yeah. Um, and it blows my mind, I think, even more so that I've been nervous about locally developing our business. Gotcha. But I didn't have any qualms about reaching out to people, you know, in the UK. Right. Or Australia. Or, yeah. you know, Uzbekistan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's insane hmm. that we've, we've kind of come to that place where you don't need um, to be able to touch someone. Yeah. To have a relationship. Right. And it's it's great. Well, the amount that you're the amount of information you're able to put out there about yourself, and um, I know that, of course, on social media and everything, there is there you could always showcase a certain thing that might be different than your actual life. But I think for the most part, people can see when you're being genuine. People can feel when you know you have your heart into something, and when you're if you're doing that, you're doing a good thing, you're doing a good job, then like that people pay attention to that. Mm. People like it. People want to be part of that. There's so, an energy yeah. that's received from it. I Absolutely. Think. There's hype culture and like that breeds more hype culture. You yeah. know what I mean? But like where where we're at with like the creatives, arts, um, and I think that having the heart is what makes the difference for us. Like you can go to a big box chain coffee center and they will do, I'm sure they'll do fantastic work. But yeah. the difference is, is like, and we have like a little logo that says it, it says printed with love. And that's the difference is like you get college kids or high school stickers? kids. Do you have stickers? Cause I totally want to take yeah, them. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you one. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I'll give you a sheet of them. Um, <laughs> I get a whole sheet of stickers. Printed with love. Everything we print on is sustainable materials. Oh. And mm-hmm. so it says that on there and made printed in the USA. Yeah. So, Everything we print is, is printed here. And we're proud of what we do. The, so this, this culture, the way that we're able to connect each other is like, okay, you, you might see this podcast. The reason I wanted to do the podcast is not just that like, I've been doing this for so long and I have this knowledge, I wanna share it. I wanna show a spotlight on entrepreneurs in Pittsburgh. And I hope that the people watching, listening could have th- that moment where like, like for you, it clicked you know, it, it took your friend that passed away. It, maybe someone might have that moment when they're listening to it, yeah. a podcast episode. Like, oh, I need to do the thing that, you know, I actually want to be doing. Right. It is absolutely worth the risk. You can die today. You could die tomorrow. You can die the next day. And if you're not doing the thing that you wanted to be doing, what's it worth? Yeah. Like, just do the thing. Yeah. 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 And th- I think there's also something to be said about, like, Say you want to do the thing, mm-hmm. but you also have to live. Sure. Uh, there's a balance that you can find, too. Absolutely. Like you don't have to be an entrepreneur. It, it doesn't have to be 100% you just in. You have to really look at what your what your output is. Right. And, and when I started this, I had, um, I had a job where I was working at the call center. I was able to double up my days, so I was there two days a week. And mm-hmm. when people wanted print work, I told them I was booked that day. Sorry, I'm all booked up. I can't. I can't have it done that day. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah, right. Is sure. that I'm working my full time job. Yeah. I still love what I do. Yeah. I love my customers. Awesome. I I love the problem solving. 
Um, but I get to put a different hat on when yeah. I come home and I sit in yeah. my studio and it's yeah. a sanctuary. Yeah. And um, at some point I'd like to convert it. <laughs> I'd like to yeah. like maybe work part time right. and then do right. my business or maybe do the business as, as a full time gig. Um, my husband's doing what you had been doing. Yeah. Uh, with being a stay-at-home dad, gotcha. I did want to talk to you a little bit about yeah. you know that experience and how that's kind of morphed now as you've Absolutely. kind of moved Absolutely. to do this more. Can you sure. kind of talk about that experience of becoming me, a dad? Um, well, I you know growing up, I he was it was definitely my idea. I wanted you know I wanted to have the kid, and it was like he he's always been like very much like mine. Um, when he was, when we were pregnant, like I'd go, go down and spend time and like talk to him like while she was sleeping, and <laughs> so he'd know your voice. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and uh, and then he was born and, like he slept right here on me every day, mm. every night. I mean, like it was, like, he, he would roll over and eat and then he'd come right back. Like he was mine, and we're still buds. Like like he's he's definitely, like of course he loves his mom and like he likes his time with his mom, but, like being able to I think that was one of the points when when I met his mom like I was like yeah I'd be a stay-at-home dad like I'd love to do that and her ears kind of perked up like okay that's not the thing I want to do but I would like to have a kid so yeah maybe that might work um and it was uh you know it just worked out so 14 months um so the first six months we were in my apartment and did the printing on a very small little laser tabletop laser printer. Wow. Um, I started taking over the kind of the apartment. I had like a cutter sitting on the kitchen table <laughs> and, uh, you know, started getting shelving and supplies. And one day the TV was moved over <laughs> and it was just like, it was, it was starting to get a little bit out of, out of control. And then I ran that printer into the ground, had to get the big, the big, big boy right there. And, um, and so when that happened, I had to get the studio. My studio, it was 10 by 10. And with an office chair, I can kick everything. <laughs> My feet would hit everything. I had a desk, the copier, cutter, shelf, play, and pack a play. And he was there He was there with me every day. He'd fall asleep right here on my lap while I was working. And I, I mean, you put that, that printer on, and I'm sure he'll fall asleep, just the hum of it. You know? Oh, so, 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 his, his white noise. Yeah, exactly. Um, so of course it has its challenges. I tried to work it with my advantage. I think that the business name was very um, inclusive. S and Sun Printing. I'd pop them in the bajorn and we'd go into meetings, and you know, like it wasn't. It was expected. I did free delivery. I I met up with people. I didn't want people to have to come to my home, so it was. Um, and I had nothing better to do. I had a car and I had a kid, and we can come meet you. Yeah. Fine. And. Um, and so just being available and the business definitely grew and it was it was easy to you know take a picture with a, a four-month-old crawling on a stack of paper and you're gonna get 100 likes yeah you know yeah. so as uh it's it's cute and fun to have him be a part of the business and i'm really glad that i was able to have that experience where i was able to do the business and have him in kind of do it all all around in one and then once he got to the point where he was walking and running um, I couldn't really get work done and have him there at the same time so his time has been a lot less now that he's 
he's like almost five, so he can like sit and play Minecraft on an iPad for like two, three hours at a time. So he's a little bit more welcome, welcome back. But that yeah. time between like the one and a half and four-ish, is a, I, I tried to have him here a little bit and he just, he wants your attention. As soon as he knows yeah. that you can't give it to him, that's he he'll throw an all out fit yeah so and that's fine that's part of growing up um the flexibility though even even with those those years was that you know if he has a doctor's appointment i can go yeah if he has you know whatever it is i can move around i could have him every night of the week i could you know whatever it is that needs to be done i'm pliable mm-hmm. and so it it there's no other job that I could have had that would have allowed me to do what I've been able to do. Yeah. And be be a dad and do the things that, like, hey, let's yeah. go camping this weekend. All right, let's go. I like, think Ben would adore talking to you about this. Awesome. Because he, it's the same. Um, he lost his job uh, at the call center. Yeah. About... Went uh, around the time Carver turned one. Gotcha. So my son's named Carver, mm-hmm. and that was hard because our business plan wasn't ready for gotcha. that. Gotcha. We we were planning on slowly moving Ben out of the workforce gotcha. and into a home environment. And so, then, yeah. Then it happens. <laughs> oh, it was one of the and most you have to you have to draw the line. Like, is it moments. worth going back to work or is it worth? Well, we sat down with an Excel start. spreadsheet. Yeah. How much are we spending on daycare? Yep. How often? That was the big thing. Yeah. How often is he getting sick? Yeah. What are we missing out on? Yep. He's going to be starting to walk soon. He's going to start to talk soon. We're going to miss out on these things. Yeah. Um. I was in a good position with my my job. I I I made a decent living wage and I had good health care, so it was kind of like. All right, that's just upped our timeline, right? <laughs> yeah. So now you really have to figure out what you're doing with woodworking, Correct. and you you need to start getting jobs. We need a product, a product and projects. Right. Yeah. Product and projects. So yeah. he immediately like he got a part time job in the evenings at yeah. Home Depot, loading yep. unloading trucks. Awesome. And um, during the day, he would take care of my son, and while my son would be sleeping, he'd like do whatever he needed to do yep. and monitor with the baby monitor or whatever. And yep. then he would like deliver things and yep. run errands yep. and do all of the things that you need to do as a parent. Like you yeah. said, doctor's appointments yeah. or, um, you know, if I needed some things done for the business, go to the post office sure. or, you know, go talk to this person. So it was really advantageous during those first couple of years. Hmm. But now, as you described, now that he's on his feet, yes, he's very needy. He wants yeah. your attention. You can't have a bunch of saws around. You definitely can't. <laughs> have, I mean, even as an infant, you couldn't really. <laughs> right. have safety concerns there, but yeah. um, but you could like have you him could in a pack put and him play in a pack and, and like, play in the other room, right. and he's completely content. Right. Um, but now it's kind of switched a little, where like Ben during the day would have some flexibility. Now mm-hmm. Carver's like. Oh no, Daddy, yeah. you're gonna play with me right. all day, <laughs> and right. um, that makes it challenging. But Ben 
takes him to his parents every once in a while to gotcha. give give Carver some time with his cousins and then right. you know he'll get like today was a day that he got to do some things around the house or do um, finish off some project work that he had gotcha. and it was very much um, an interesting thing that and I'm sure Shark has done this with you started to look at what you were doing and emulate mm -hmm. what you're doing oh yeah absolutely so like Ben will be at the table working on leather work yeah. And Carver will come over and he'll take the leather and he'll take the punch and he'll take the mallet and he'll right. strike it and yeah. look at his dad for reinforcement. And right. those are the times where it's like, huh. Yeah. Oh, this is why people have kids. Yeah. Because you get to see this person being created. Absolutely. And learning these things. And it's so incredible. And I try and film everything. And yeah. I, I, I love when Carver's like really interested in clay or paints or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And we just let him. Like, yeah. I think when I was growing up, I was allowed to be very creative. Absolutely. And make messes and yep. experiment with things. And that's all I did. I yeah. obsessively drew. I loved Legos. I loved building. I loved those kind of things. Yeah. And Ben was the same way. He, he would just sit for hours and draw and sketch and write and yeah. like that was his his deal he he was an introvert he didn't need people he says he has um low social needs gotcha um so <laughs> now having a child having a small business and having like trying to balance the, yeah. the work for the small business is what's becoming a bit more challenging gotcha so it's like what can we be doing during what periods of time right that it can be inclusive right. for Carver. And then what things are dangerous that we can't really, like I can't glaze yeah. around my three-year-old. Makes sense. He, he like wants in it and it's right. toxic and yeah. I, I just, it makes me nervous. So right. we, we don't, Right. Makes but sense. I can let him play with the clay. Like if I'm throwing on the wheel, he's on my back watching because he's, yeah, that's where he was when he was an infant. Yeah. On my back. Sure. While I'm slouched over the wheel throwing. Yeah. And uh, like your son with the sound of the printer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same thing with the wheel. Yeah. But now he wants to sit at the wheel and he wants to like right. mimic what mommy's doing. And it's so cool. Absolutely. It's like I, I never I would never give this up. Right. The moments all. moments for me is like when he like he he's been in preschool for for two years now and like he this is only like a month or two in and he's like he told me the owls sleep at night and they're nocturnal and i'm like you're three and a half man like what how'd like, you learn that yeah like you not like you got it like you figured it out you retain the information then mm -hmm. you told me like math like he's figuring out math and like now he's reading and it's like and video games, like, as much as people want to say, like, video games are bad for kids, like, he has to, to be able to play Minecraft, you have to be able to read the story. Like, there's parts of it that are, like... Giving you instructions. Yeah. And, you know, you get certain things. You have to type in certain search terms to, like, to get your armor or whatever. I don't know how to play it. Like, I'm way over my head. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But he'll ask, he asks things all the time. Hey, how do you spell this? At five. And yes. That's not even kindergarten yet. I know. Well, it's almost kindergarten. He can do math. He's smart. Like, he's just, like, you made a tiny human and they work. Right. They work. Like, 
Holy cow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. does breakdancing. He's like, that's he's so cool. actually pretty good at it. Wow. <laughs> when he can focus. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, I mean, that's kind of the problem of the right. five-year-old is. Correct. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's awesome. And like, if you asked him maybe six months ago, his mom's a hairstylist. She has her own salon and just her. It's just a little studio. And you ask him what he wants to be when he grows up, and he'd say, he's like, oh, I want to be a printer man and a, man. And a hair, um, I forget what he said with it, but like a hairstylist and a, and a firefighter and a policeman. So he wants to, he wants to he do wants it all. To, yeah, of course. Cool. You can do that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And then we're talking, and I'm like, we're driving through Pitt, like through the actual, like, um, not just like on the big streets, but driving through it. And I'm like, this is... Like, this is a school, like, you should take a look at this. And he's, like, looking out the window, and I'm like, I'm like, so this kind of school, like, after, like, regular school, this is extra school. Some people go there, and, like, if you do extra school, you can make more money when you work. Obviously trying to, like, explain to a very small child, like, this is how it works. He's like, I don't want to work. I'm like, well, how are you going to survive? Like, you need to pay things. He's like, I'll just live with you. I'll just I'm live like, with you. I'm like, well, it's going to cost money eventually. Like, you're going to have to work. And he's like, not buying it. And I'm like, you know... Like, people will pay you for your drawings if you're the best per Like, if you're the best drawer, like, people will pay you money for your drawings. He's like, what? Like, really? Yeah, man. Do something really good. Like, you got to be the best at something, and people will pay you for that yeah, thing. Yeah, people will be interested. And, like, the light yeah. went on. Like, that was the moment. And, like, he's like, oh. And he asked me a few more questions about it. He's like, yeah. 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 Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> ben, ben talks a lot about, like, feeling like his parents were kind of hands-off mm -hmm. with in regard to like what he was doing they didn't care about his schoolwork. gotcha they weren't real uh his dad worked shifts at the airport and his his mom worked at a barter shop gotcha and so they they didn't really pay close attention to the boys gotcha. much at all yeah and he said you know he's having a hard time as a 40 something year old man realizing just now what he wants to do when he grows up. Right. And that's tough. I could see that. Absolutely. But the fact that he actualizes it right. and, and wants to do something about it rather right. than just being like, I wish I would have had that. I wish right. somebody would have, yeah. you know, he's yeah. just like, I'm going to change that now when I'm in my 40s. Do it. And it's so inspirational Absolutely. to actually, like, he saw something he loved, and that was, like, these people making things, and he's, mm -hmm. I want to do that. Yeah. And he's he's methodical about that. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to go do it. And he's <laughs> like, no, I want to learn first, and yeah. then I'm going to go do it. And, right. I, and I'm always like, oh, what's taking you so long? Why are you right. so slow? Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, yeah. you never see the um, big dog, little dog, um, mm -hmm. on, like Warner Brothers kind yeah, of cartoon yeah. where like the, the big dog's just like, oh, do, 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 do. and yeah. the little dog's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> That's me. I'm the little dog. Gotcha. And Be like, it's very much like the picture yeah. too. Like Ben's like this big dude. And uh, <laughs> he's just like very um, pragmatic about his decisions. Gotcha. He's very purposeful in yeah. what he's doing. And it's slowly but surely starting to pay off for him gotcha. and it's really interesting to see that kind of come full circle where right. you know when Lindsay passed away uh he was just a lump you know yeah. he was just oh 
I just don't even know. I don't. Right. I don't care. I don't know. I don't. Care. You know that. Right. Uh, and now, he sees things. He's like, "Let's do that. Let's try that." And and it's like, it's a good flip. It is amazing, and yeah. I think this is like the first time I'm actually vocalizing yeah. like what what I've seen as far as transformation with him. Got you. And it's it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And he was the one that wanted kids. Like he okay. he was the one okay. constantly like someday I want to be a dad. I really want to be a dad. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to give up my career to be right. a mother. Right. It's I'm not interested. Because it was like always yeah. like this thing that it my mom. It takes some work. I mean. Yeah. Being yeah. Yeah. And that and I think the last 20, 30 years, you know, there, there, there definitely was a stigma of like, you know, dad staying home. Mm. And I don't think that that exists as much anymore. I'll throw a hissy fit if I go into a bathroom and there's not a changing, changing station. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll make a manager stand in front of the women's room while I go in there and I change my kid. And soon enough, they're not, they're going to get tired of it. And they're going to, there's, you're going to come in there's and there's going to be, be a changing one. station. Yeah. yeah. Because... Yeah, like it's there's got to be one. Yeah. yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> say one of the things that um, I've I've found the most interesting is I love my son. Yeah. But my son adores his papa. Yeah. And it's so fun to see, and I get it. <laughs> And Ben, he's like, that's my little man, man. Right. That's my little man. That's my everything. That's Absolutely. my everything. And just like you, when Carver wasn't nursing, he was laying on daddy. Yeah. And there's videos upon videos upon videos of them just yeah. chilling on the couch. Yep. Having a good time together. And he said mama first because I think it's easier. Right. But the day he said daddy or dada for the first time, yeah. He was like trying to work it out, and Ben Ben had was still working at the time. Yeah. So I'm sitting there on the couch with Carver, and I'm filming, and he's just like, "Dad, dad!" <laughs> like it was like yeah. the most amazing thing in the world ever happened to him. Yep. So it's it's so interesting. Proud to moment. See this big burly dude like get yeah. really caught up in in those things, and and you know him being the driving force to like wanting to procreate it's you don't see that yeah in media right like it, it i'm sure it right. happens a lot oh yeah um but it's not portrayed as, as like a masculine trait to want kids or like to right it's not to want to like have them like yeah with be you, your yeah. be with yeah. your being all right. the time right. or, and you being the one carrying the, the yeah. baby in the bjork or, or yeah. bjorn um I think it's interesting that there's there has been a bit of a shift in portrayal of of men yeah. on, in shows being more they call it more maternal right. but I I would say just more fatherly like more Absolutely. like just being able to exhibit those things those I I don't think men and women are that much different when it comes to their children right like what makes them right. have the big feels what they, how much time they want to spend with them, and everything mm -hmm. else, I I just think that as individuals, as people, we have different needs and desires. Absolutely. Like um, your your son's mom probably 
was like relieved it sounds yeah, like right that you she had a partner who was interested in taking on the role that she was probably fearful of having to exhibit right maybe she it wasn't something she was interested in for me I had always had a vision of being the breadwinner, of being the career woman, of gotcha. like breaking that um, stereotype. Yeah. And I felt like having a child would derail that. Gotcha. It, until I saw friends having children. Yeah. And does something. Them not. Yeah. Falling into that trap of oh well I'm a mom now and that's all I am I'm just a mom I'm a mom. Right. I'm a mom. That's it. <laughs> uh, so that like started changing things for me. Right. And you just throw them on your back, and you can keep doing pottery. Yeah. It's fine. Who knew? Right. Who knew? So yeah. he, you know, he's. You want to go traveling? They'll travel with he you. He spent a lot of time doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Like I think the you know growing up with my parents, it was like okay, we have kids. Can't do anything now. Yeah. Can't go out to eat. Point of view. Can't go travel. Yep. Mom has to stay home. She has to give up her career. Dad has to work two jobs. You know, it's just that 80s, the yeah. 80s life, right? right? It's right. what was on TV. It was what was being presented to the populace about this is what, it's not leave it to beaver, but it's close. Right. Um, and now we're, we're all kinds of different families and we're all Absolutely. kinds of different role models. And right. It's so I mean, you take it a step further. So Shark's mom and I broke up when he was actually one. And to throw a twist on here, a little bit more like modern family, uh, we went to California uh, the like end of January, early February. We went together and we've been broken up for four years. We know we can stay in our own lanes. We stayed in a hotel for the first three nights together, like opposite, you know, separate beds. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't weird. Like it was just like she, um, so she she was going out there for a hair th a hair like class, and she's like, hey, like I'm going out there anyways. We go out a few extra days. And she knew I had family out there. Um, we take Shark to Disneyland. That was that's been like a huge goal of mine. But yeah. It's hard for me because I don't have, I don't want to go alone with a four year old on an airplane for five hours. Yeah. Both ways, and I don't have anyone that I'd want to go with. So I don't want to pay for three tickets. I don't want to pay for three people going to Disneyland. I don't want to pay for a week of that. At least I haven't found anyone that I want to do. That yeah, with. yeah. And so when she's like, hey, I'll pay for half of Shark's plane ticket and I'll pay for half of his Disney. I'm like, that's not a bad deal. That's fine. Let's do that. Yeah. So it worked out and we did fine. Like we didn't hate each other at the end. It's mm -hmm. like, um, it was very much an experience just for him. And like we've been doing it long enough, four years is long enough to know like how long, you know, what, what boundaries not to cross and yeah like, when, when cool. do we start getting irritated with each other right <laughs> yeah. and it i mean it was perfect we did disneyland california adventure we did um i know this is super personal but i want people to to understand that like your reality you is what things. you make it yeah you Absolutely. can do things and, that break what you have seen as normal right and it, and like the most normal thing for him is having his parents together at disneyland mm. and like that's not an absurd thing even if we don't stay together yeah and like if her boyfriend wants to come someday and we do that again like i'm it's we can work that out yeah like and like what a lot of people won't even consider is we're all capable of it if we just give ourselves a chance yeah so yeah that's that's i think 
I mean, we've touched on a lot yeah. today. I know. Yeah. It's good. Um, <laughs> Maybe yeah. we could do another episode another time. I think uh, I think we have to okay. at this point. I, maybe I think it would be important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe um, just you and Ben could talk about okay. fatherhood and small yeah, yeah, business yeah. and being creative. And, let's book it. Yeah, let's do it. So real quick before we go, because I know we've got to wrap it up. Um, tell me, well, first, yeah, tell me your social media stuff how can we find you oh sure what's yeah. coming to do your okay yeah, well your you can find us at slap stuff together pretty much slap stuff together.com instagram cool. at slap stuff together uh twitter is slap stuff to get er no okay. h and e in there to, gotcha. to get er okay. uh <laughs> we're on facebook with slap stuff together i'm also on there as heidi jacobs artist cool um we have a, a blog that I've been working on. We're on YouTube. We've got some cool. videos up there of like some of the projects that we work on. It's more about us showcasing like what we can do. So yeah. that's more of a tool for that rather than you know trying to get an audience and get yeah. monetization or anything. Right. But we're mostly active on Instagram. Likewise. We, we really just like to showcase like what we're working on. Mm -hmm what we're experiencing. We do a lot of lives. I do kiln unloads to show you like what's okay. come out of the kiln. Cool, it's like cool. Christmas morning. Yep. Um, I also have a small uh, podcast called Origin Point. You can find cool. it by searching Origin Point cast, no spaces. Okay. You can find that on most of your origin, uh, most of your podcast gotcha. spaces. Very cool. Yeah. How about you? Your turn. My turn. Switch. So um, Flower City Printmakers, uh, we're in Bloomfield. You can Google us. Um, flowercitypermakers.com or all over social media and then the podcast Thoughtful Discussions with Josh Snyder and uh, we're on iTunes and a lot of other places where you can listen to podcasts so definitely check us out and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode watch some more and uh, if you want to leave a comment leave a comment yeah awesome yeah I have one more question Go just, ahead. Go just ahead. for for my um, origin point I have to this like uh, our intro is um so origin point is about origin points that's yes. exactly we're we are our namesake we yeah. want to know how you got your start and everything else that goes with that okay. but uh we want to start the conversation with a little bit of a icebreaker question for cool. our audience so they okay. can kind of get a little bit of an understanding of who you are so cool. what is your mode of transportation i have a car um i just bought last week i just <gasps> bought a jeep yeah yeah so i had a, a smaller car before and living in pittsburgh with a small car for almost eight years has been fine for the most part but not great and uh, i just moved in december to north side where we have we're on a hill and so that was the motivation for something a little bigger that has four-wheel drive a little grippy and, yeah and uh you know, when you got a five-year-old in the back seat, you're kind of like a little more protective. You're yeah. Like, mm, yeah, I'm not gonna, not gonna chance this. We got stuck a couple times this last year, and so it's like, it's time. It's time. Yeah, it's, it's time, time for something. Yeah. For a little change. I went from so. a Mini Cooper to a Subaru. Yeah. When I had a kid, like okay. that was a change. Yeah. I liked fun sports cars. I like, I like, yeah, I like that too. And it was really hard for me yeah. to go from like a fun little whip yeah. that like could go super fast super yeah. quick and yeah, in yeah. and out of turns to a l lumbering vehicle but yeah. i'm so glad that i have it now because it's got all-wheel drive and yeah, yeah you can get on it a is. hill i mean we had moments where ben had to get out of the mini and push it up a hill because there was ice yeah 
I mean, he could probably have picked up the car. <laughs> it's that light, and he's that strong. Yeah, that's good. Cool. The the Jeep, it's it's actually a, um, a stick. Ah, yes. And so... You can't buy a Jeep without it being a stick. I know. They Sorry, don't make Tara. many of them. They don't make many. <laughs> and so the fact that I found one, it's used. It's, it's a Is it a Wrangler car. or like a Cherokee? It's a Patriot. A Patriot. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the smallest one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's, but it's sporty enough and like it's fast and mm -hmm. like my old car was just like it's a car yeah like, is that the get one you with there. the little icon of the um bigfoot in the back no no okay no it just says patriot on the bottom okay but it's a, it's a good car so yeah. i'm happy with it yeah huh. that's Jeep's my good. that's my mode of transportation heck yeah yeah i i expected you to say bicycle because you're in bloomfield um <laughs> i thought about it a lot i you know what i like now that I live farther, it, it'd be harder, but um, I was living in Millville and it would be a little bit easier, especially if they had one, of, like they have the bicycles you can like just rent. For, oh yeah, yeah. For, mm -hmm. The then, city bikes, like, is that what those are? Bike, Pittsburgh bike share. Okay, yeah. And um, so we have one right here and I could take it down the hill, but then I would have to walk for like 45 minutes just to get home and like, mm, I'm not really interested Yeah. In and I don't wanna, I don't wanna bike up the hill. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's like, yeah, I'm not that hardcore yet. <laughs> I wish someday maybe. I'll never but, be that hardcore. Yeah. I tried to have a scooter. Yeah. And then I parked in the um, in the Port Authority lot that is attached to the Greyhound station. When I I was working. Like a Vespa. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was working. I would totally do a it Vespa. Was a, it was a little a Yamaha yeah. Vino. It looked okay. like a Vespa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I parked in the parking garage. I was working at Heinz at the time. Yeah. I walk up to the Heinz building. It was on Sixth Ave, and I go to get him. I go to get my my bike, and I go to pull out, and nothing happens. Like it doesn't know that I'm there. Yeah. So like, I put my card in, and the gate won't open. Yeah. And I'm like, what's what's happening? Why is this happening? So like, <laughs> I pr I press for I'm like, um, I'm stuck. Yeah. And they come out, and they had like three had guys to had open. to stand. Yeah. On the pad. For the thing to recognize that there was any vehicle there to gotcha. get out and they jumped and then it like it was like oh recognized okay and i was like <laughs> i'm never doing this again <laughs> so you still like, have it i do it's yeah. in the garage i i stopped riding it when i got pregnant gotcha. and um and then it's it, i don't i don't think it'll start now i i think it, it needs a tune needs up work. yeah but uh yeah it's in it's in my garage and Man, I was whipping that thing around everywhere in the imagine. South Hills. I had so much fun with that thing. Yeah. Just eee. I think Gotta the fastest going. it would go was like 40 miles an hour. Right. Uh, which like got a lot of horn blares of uh, when I was on 51. Yeah. Anytime. So most of the time I spent like on the, on the side roads. But, gotcha. you know, during rush hour, it didn't matter. Nobody was going yeah. like 50 miles an hour. You're sure. maxing out at 35 on 51 okay. so right. <laughs> it was it was a good time nice. uh, it was it was fun riding through the city too because you're like all it's all open and you're just seeing the big buildings and it just right. i i mean i have my mary tyler moore moments every time yeah. i'm downtown and yeah. when, when i started that job down there i was taking the bus and the trolley and i like every time i go down there i just hear the mary tyler moore theme song and just yeah. like yeah there it i'm is. doing it <laughs> <laughs> the country mouse meets city <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much, Josh. Absolutely. You've been watching, listening to Thoughtful Discussions with Josh Snyder. Mm -hmm.